0: AMU wants to know why they have struggled to keep fans in the stadium the whole game and why they struggle to get fans to the stadium sometimes. It's because you play teams like this. Who wants to watch Robert Morris? I wouldn't I wouldn't watch Robert Morris if it was taking place outside my apartment.
1: I got nothing for that. I don't, I don't have an argument. Where is Robert Morris?
0: Who cares? Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leland McRae. And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast. I'm Joe. Leland is with me tonight as well. And Leland, I know you're chomping at the bit to get in here, but (laughs) first, let me say um, I want to see what he does next week against Notre Dame. Uh, But that being said, uh, I will take I will take my crow medium. Well, please.
1: You jumped in last time and said how terrible we are and all that. And Mr. Negative Town, that was a nice game for Hokie fans to be happy about. And that was a game I was worried about weeks before we played them, not just after we lose to ODU. Actually, after we lost to ODU, I kind of had the thought that we would really come together and uh, play well in that game. It was a very nice hokey win and sets us back on a conceivable track that we have a positive year. We're not just doomed forever. Now, what you were referencing... Ryan Willis let me let me pull out my notebook like you did last time <laughs> 300 plus yards three touchdowns yeah. we haven't had a quarterback do that against a power five team in some time oh come and on let, all I'm not gonna just sit here and put that all on Ryan Willis I'm gonna give him some darn credit because you said how awful he was you read out his stats from Kansas and how terrible he was what did he have around him at Kansas who is Kansas recruiting like who goes to Kansas We have decent recruits, and over the last two years, those young recruits are getting older and older, and I think, you know, they got a little kick in the butt last week and realized they're going to have to produce for this team, so everything kind of came together nicely in this one game that was very nice and I think can give you a positive outlook on the future. That said, I agree, it was one game. We can't just write the season on one game, just like we can't write it negatively on one game. We have to see what he does. He has a very tough task this week against Notre Dame, does Ryan Willis, as well as the entire team. But I have a positive outlook on the season. This is another non-district game or non-conference game. So it really, in the, in the matter of what the goals are for this Hokie team, probably doesn't matter a huge amount. It's just perception and mood and uh, momentum. Momentum. But we're on a good step. I think we can win this game against Notre Dame. But our ACC hopes aren't decided this week. And I still think when I look at Miami, when I look at North Carolina, when I look at UVA, when I look at Georgia Tech, I don't see why we can't be sitting in the ACC championship game. And I think beating Duke helps solidify that. Because I think Duke's better than most of those teams I just listed off. I think they have a pretty darn good quarterback that throws a nice ball. I think they're very capable on defense. I think they're better than... UVA, Georgia Tech, UNC. So I'm glad we beat them, and I think it does mean a lot, and I think there is some value in it. Does it put everything in stone? No, it doesn't. Go.
0: Okay. Um, (laughs) Wow, a lot to unpack there. Let me start by saying uh, I'm going to look this up. I'm not sure if I agree that that's the first time Virginia Tech's ever had a 300-plus-yard passing game against a Power 5 team.
1: The first time. It's been a long time. I think it was 2016 against, like,
0: pit a long time two years is so long ago
1: i mean it's been some time it's been through the quarterback so so josh being so terrible. josh
0: jackson didn't do it who by the way i have railed against from railed the beginning this
1: guy too so i don't i'm just not gonna take every you know criticism you throw at a virginia tech quarterback as you you just want to tear them all down mm-hmm. you got to accept somebody and Come on, except some Ryan Willis here, because that's who we got. And I think he won the locker room this last weekend, so I don't know why he can't win you.
0: Because it's Duke, and unlike you, I think Duke's just- overrated. I think Duke being 22 was hilarious. I think that's a bad college football season if Duke is number 22. Let me tell you who's better than Duke and wasn't in the top 25 this week is Syracuse, and thank goodness we don't play Syracuse, because Syracuse would take us to the shed this year. And that's the last time we played
1: there because they did beat us. So, (laughs) yeah, Uh, last year, Fuente's Fuente's first toe stub, I think it was two years ago.
0: But I'm telling you, I I think we'll see what happens against Notre Dame. And I'm telling you, you're going off about how great he is. Get a little closer to that ledge, because I have a feeling he's going to fall and fall hard next week against Notre Dame, who's a real bona fide program and a real defense, unlike Duke. And again, yes, Duke's quarterback was good, but their you quarterback that hit. got him to four and O their quarterback that got him to four and oh didn't even play because this other guy came back healthy and their coach, coach Cut- Cutcliffe put him in. This guy's a pocket passer. I would have played the scrambling quarterback. What kind of quarterbacks detect defenses usually have trouble against scrambling quarterbacks. So why would you take out the scrambling quarterback who has know. the ability to run the ball? I've I thought coach of- Cutcliffe was very interesting uh, decision there uh, again. Yes, is Duke one of the better teams on our schedule? Yeah, probably because our schedule is garbage, uh, except for Notre Dame and Miami coming up. So, uh,
1: but but Notre Dame doesn't even play a piece in the puzzle for us winning the ACC or going to the coastal, winning the coastal. That's what I mean. Notre Dame doesn't mean nothing to that. Beating Miami does, but beating Notre Dame doesn't. It gives it momentum and that sort of thing, and we want to win it, sure, because we want to be in a better bowl game when we make it there. But it really doesn't matter for us winning the ACC. They're not an ACC team.
0: Neither was ODU. It's still not a good loss. And if you want to be a good program, you need to win Notre the game Dame it's is Notre Dame. Notre Dame isn't a good
1: loss. Like, if we lose to Notre Dame, that... No, it's not a
0: bad loss. But if you want to be one of the top programs in the country, you need to win that game. You can't lose to the only... Yeah,
1: and we're just not there yet. And being one of Florida's- two
0: top 25 teams on your schedule.
1: And that's the problem with that first game did to us. Everybody's expectations just rose because everybody just assumes Florida State's good. They are not... And we've proven that we aren't, you know, what we deserve to be. Let's find out what we are. And I still think that is, you know, representing the ACC in ACC championship game. Maybe. Reserving the Coastal. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. I'm not Maybe. sure I think that that's what happened. Us and Miami. Like, who Who else is competing for it? Well, us I,
0: I think there's that much space between us and Miami right now. But, I mean, we'll see. But, well, let me go ahead and say this, too. When you said Josh Jackson was the best quarterback we had, trust the coaches. What I've seen out of Ryan Willis in the game and a half that he's played, he's better than Josh Jackson.
1: I will say our, so, our play calling strike is one. A, our play calling has was a lot better this game. We really opened up more, threw the ball downfield more. It was a lot better.
0: Play calling had nothing to do with the reason we lost to Old Dominion. We lost to ODU because our quarterback isn't very good.
1: Oh, no, I'm saying the reason I, I'm I'm off the I'm not arguing as much that Josh Jackson is good anymore because he's not the last two weeks didn't do anything to help me or the last two games didn't do anything to help me especially the loss I wish he wasn't hurt but going moving forward I think our offensive play calling was better this game I think our coordinator has a lot more confidence in throwing the ball downfield with Ryan Willis and maybe that's because he comes out of you know, that's the reason he was recruited to a Big Twelve school because he can throw the ball downfield and he throws a pretty nice ball. I I I will say that. I will say that to your point of that Josh Jackson wasn't good is it seems like we have more confidence in this guy. Uh, um <laughs> let's move on, because I'm never gonna get to be positive about anything. Let's that quarterback.
0: Let's go to high school, <laughs> Leland.
1: Um, let's talk about,
0: you know, we're halfway at least halfway through for everyone in the high school season. Some teams have played yeah. six games right now. Everyone has played at least five, I think. Um, well, except Central, it appears. He must have had a game rained out. They had
1: two of their opponents are the teams that don't have seasons anymore. That's the reason they're only going to finish with nine games, I believe. Is that allowed? Yeah, you just divide by nine and ten instead of mm, ten at the end. Okay. On the powerpoints, it They, sh- they could
0: have found another opponent. I think that's kind of. If you, you of, play
1: a private school, the same thing happens because the private don't. Do that's lame. I, I think
0: Central could have found another opponent. I think that's weak.
1: I think they tried. Everybody was telling them they should play Keen William, and they're like, "Yeah, they're already on our schedule," <laughs> and that's who they played this week. <laughs> they, can, they, they couldn't.
0: They couldn't find a Loudon happen. school. I mean, they were willing to go to Parkview.
1: I don't know. I know you're a better AD than everybody. So maybe you should have called up there and asked them. Uh,
0: Yeah, I'm just going to say you can (laughs) find a Loudon school that had to drop Parkview. Uh, I don't know. It just seems kind of weird. But anyway,
1: all those bye weeks got to line up, man. Sure. Whatever.
0: Um, (laughs) Let's talk. Let's talk high school. Who's in, who's out in the Shenandoah district. Let's focus, though, on our schools in Augusta County.
1: Um, Roll uh, Riverheads is in because they're in 1B where everybody gets in. So we can end our discussion about the 1B region. Okay, so let's go to 2B. 2B.
0: (laughs) All right, Um, let's see. Sitting right now in your unofficial PowerPoints right now, a four seed, Buffalo Gap.
1: Yeah, and they don't have a lot of PowerPoints ahead of them because they still have to play Stonewall. Um, They've already played Riverheads, Lee. They're still going to get beat by East Rock. So they're going to come down in there, but they're going to be in. Buffalo Gap's going to be in that game against Page. We're going to is going to end up meaning a lot more for standings in those playoffs than just being in. And Buffalo Gap's going to finish probably right around that five six spot. They're not going to drop all the way down to seven eight. It was a big win for Gap, who played terrible for three quarters of that game and still pulled out a win. And I think in the post game, if anybody listened to the podcast, listen to us on Friday, we really talked up Page in the post game. We really talked about Page more than we talked about Gap. You do got to commend Gap for getting enough done against a team that was just going downfield on them and just pulling out enough stops to get it done, it was a gritty win. And when you get in the playoffs in a tight game, if they're going to be able to you know, rest on the fact that they've won a gritty game like that and they're playing like a four-seed uh, Clark County who's not as strong as they usually are or maybe a LeRae is around that spot – you know, maybe, and they played a tight game against Larray already once this year. Maybe they'll be able to rest on that experience. That hey, we've taken a battle, we've we've been held scoreless in the second half and still found a way to win. You know, that might benefit. Well, they did score out. in the second half, honestly Not score. offensively, yeah. On defense, yeah. They only, I mean, Rivenberg three touchdowns in the first quarter offensively, and then he scored the only touchdown after that defensively. Kid's incredible.
0: Yeah, he is. Um, I agree with you. They're going to be in. I would not fancy them to win a game in the playoffs though
1: i just thinking that if they're in that five spot even the six spot a three six or a four five they're going to play a team that's not super better than them and if you look at what who those teams are going to be it's loray that was already one touchdown game it's clark county who is not as good as they usually are i'm 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 not backing off what i said now when they that's play fine. central or east rock it's going to be tough
0: <laughs> um the next So they're right now in your unofficial PowerPoints. They would be four. The next highest is Wilson Memorial at seven. And color me shocked when we got that text, or you sent us that text in that group, saying they beat Ari Lee. To me, that is more of an indictment on Ari Lee than it is anything. Yeah,
1: I agree. I think that really is worrisome for a Robert E. Lee that they can have a twenty-one point lead and give it up in the second half. That's that's bothersome, and that's a team that's two weeks in a row they haven't given an effort that you expect out of Robert E. Lee. So I I do think they're even a step behind what we think they are. And I tried to discount the Stonewall close score saying, well, you know, something happened. It was a weird Saturday, but here's another Saturday in a row, and it's on a big stage, and it's at JMU, and it's in a place that they played very well a year ago. And, man, losing that game is really going to hurt Lee because they still have to play LeRae and Riverheads. And they have those tough games ahead. And I, we said it on on the radio on Friday. Wilson better watch out for Paige. Robert E. Lee better watch out for Paige. Paige is a tough team. Yeah, there's only 23 of them, but it's 23 tough guys on that Page team.
0: No, I agree with you. And I mean, Ari Lee went from the team that I thought was in, but a low seed to now a team that I'm like, uh, maybe. I mean – I, I, you know, not looking at Paige's schedule right now. I, you know, you worry about George Mason too, sitting there at two and two. Um, I, I just don't know what to expect from this Ari Lee team. They're too Jekyll and Hyde. Some weeks they hang with the best of the best, and they look like a team that can contend. And then other weeks they just look downright miserable. Uh, And, and I'm sorry, I've seen Wilson. Uh, small sample size, I guess, but I saw him play Fort. Their offense could not move the ball, and their defense wasn't that impressive either so the fact that Ari Lee scores as many points as they do and then somehow I mean look you mentioned it was a 21 point lead and they they lose scoring 35 points I believe I think it was 40 to 35 the final but somewhere in there you stop scoring and I I can't imagine a scenario where Wilson's defense stops you that many times in a row to be able to come back and win that game We knew Ari Lee's defense was a huge question mark. They've been a huge question mark all year. I know they were at the beginning of last year, but they figured it out about halfway through. This year, that hasn't happened. Ari Lee looks like a team questionable to make the playoffs right now in 2B, which, Leland, let's be honest, 2B is a much improved region for most of the teams in this region. We're we're not seeing that in Augusta County, but I think those bull run teams are playing a lot better this year than they had last year.
1: I think Central is better than they were last year because they brought everybody back. I still don't think they're as good as East Strasburg Rock. is better. Strasburg's better. I don't think George Mason, I'm not worried about them playing too big a factor. They're going to lose to everybody above them from the bull run, and then they're going to play Madison in the last week of the season and maybe get that win. Uh, that's how they snuck in last year. But they're going to lose to Strasburg, to Central, to Clark, I, I don't, I'm not that worried about what George Mason's going to do. Um, plus I know what they were last year. So I'm just not that sold on a George Mason team. Um, going back to um, those PowerPoints. I, I, I mean, Lee's on the border. But I was going to say they're they, not even
0: a whole point ahead of Mason and Page though.
1: Yeah. It's going to come down. I mean, if pa- if Lee loses to Page, then yeah, they're going to be out. I mean, that's, that's the deal. They'll beat draft, but yeah, if they lose to, that's their playoffs season right there, is they have to beat Paige and still have to watch everybody else. They're going to be right on that line. They're not going to go above seven from what I'm seeing on how these schedules play out. I'd be surprised. They're going to have to beat a Luray or Riverheads to jump up any higher than that. I don't see that happening whatsoever. Uh, both those teams look stronger than anything I've seen out of Lee. And we're going to see them this week, so we can talk more to that point next week. But both of those teams sitting in seven and eight Amaya uno- unofficials, Wilson and Lee, have to watch out for that Pageham. I've said it three times, and I'll say it next week too. They're they're a dangerous team. I do like that the Shenandoah District has five teams in there, um, compared to the Bull Runs three. Um, but we got to see where everything lays out. It's an uneven like powerpoints at week six don't mean as much because it's not a balanced schedule. Not everybody's played everybody, but you can still forecast a little bit. I think up top is you know we're burying the lead here. I think. We're destined, and I know these are two teams that we don't cover directly, East Rock and Central Woodstock, they seem a mile ahead of everybody. You know, that's the, the Alabama talk that we had last week, how they're just a mile ahead of everybody. I think Central and East Rock are just so far ahead of the rest of that region that we're talking about who's going to win two playoff games. We're not talking about who's going to win the region because it's Central and East Rock, and it's going to come down to a major, major region championship. Whoever wins that game is going to come out as the state favorite.
0: No, I agree. I think that's your just- Yeah.
1: All right. Let's move on to other college talk. I think that's what people are talking about in Augusta County. UVA, you know, went down to NC State and that's a tough matchup. And that's not a game that we thought UVA would go down there and win by any means. And they didn't. I mean, they got controlled by NC State throughout 35-21, the final. And, uh, you know, the quarterback that everybody was so high on last week kind of came back down to earth, still made some plays, but still came back down to earth. And I think that's what you know, all these UVA fans last week that were really touting how great they were because they were reacting to Virginia Tech when they were talking to me about it. I, you, this is just where you're at. You're just at that, are we going to make a bowl game or not? And that's not, like, that's. it's better than not making a bowl game. It's better than not having any hope. But stop talking about, like, playing for an ACC championship.
0: <laughs> uh, no, that's out of the question. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're not better than Miami. I still don't think no. you're better than Virginia Tech. It no. remains to be seen if you're better than Georgia Tech.
1: They're not better than Duke. I, well, yeah, not, and I would agree. You're, they're not better than Duke. And they're not better than UNC. They're maybe better than UNC. Okay. I'll, UNC uh, they're is better than the, UNC. UNC's not very good. one. I don't
0: think UNC's very good. Pitt's not That's very true. good.
1: Yeah, Pitt isn't very good. They'll beat Pitt. Um, But yeah, so UVA just...
0: Well, this is a game they went up early in, too. They were up 7-0, and then NC State took control from them. NC State's a good football team.
1: NC State's a solid football team,
0: yeah. I mean, but, like you said, this is UVA fans pump the brakes. This is what happens when you play a competent football team. You played Louisville who's not very good?
1: No, they aren't very good. They've lost everybody from last year. I mean, you're looking at the the best two quarterbacks they've had in that program playing in the NFL this past weekend. You know, you just got to realize they're reloading, so just just because they've had some Heisman winners there or doesn't mean. That that's what they are right now. I mean, UVA nearly beat Louisville last year, and that was with Lamar Jackson. So, I yeah, just, Louisville's not a very good team. They lost a lot from a bad team from last year. So, don't put too much in that victory two weeks ago, but kind of open your eyes to what NC State is. But hey, you got a bye week, you got two weeks for Miami, two weeks to prepare for that Miami team. And I think. Virginia Tech in past years has had two weeks to prepare for Miami, and it seemed to benefit Virginia Tech. We played them a lot better when we had those conditions. See what UVA can do, come out against Miami, who's likely looking over UVA, Um, and it's at UVA. I would never trust Miami. I never trust Miami. If if anybody says they're good, I just figure that means they're losing their next game. Just see what UVA does. Obviously, you know what I think they'll do, but it's Miami.
0: Yeah. Uh, also I do want to correct ourselves way back at the beginning of the year. We said Miami has never played Florida state or Miami's never been in an ACC championship game.
1: Yeah. They were like last year. Yeah. Last year. So (laughs) that was the first time. Yeah. We messed up. I I realized that I think like that week and I didn't want to admit fault there. That's okay.
0: I'll do it. Um, (laughs) moving down to JV college football, JMU wins 63 to (laughs) 10 over Richmond. And what was, Look, I like JMU, but man, watching FCS games are boring. The camera, get, the camera isn't great. The officials can't even spit out the words. Yeah, let's talk the about words. the highlight of
1: that game. The, the official couldn't <laughs> even call which team the penalty was on, which which direction. And sure, it happened on a turnover, but still, just start saying people's like JMU and Richmond. Just say something. Don't get that confused. When that was absolutely embarrassing, and I think like he probably on referees on friday nights that company that hires him is probably like uh that was really bad we we don't know if we want you back i mean that was so embarrassing and probably only people that watch that game with the sound on would have any idea what we're talking about but the official just couldn't i mean it was it was so bad i really would put my six-year-old daughter out there and expect her to probably at least pronounce things better yeah explain the what went wrong better it was
0: it was troubling for that official but again like jmu puts all this stuff out on social media and good for them they should tout it but it's like the, the most points we've ever scored on the road it, the most it's richmond
1: they they have this the biggest
0: victory margin of victory on the road and all this stuff and I, you know it's like it just feels like an ea sports moment where like if you did that at this point, EA Sports would pop up a little message, hey, maybe up the difficulty level. Like, hey, maybe go to <laughs> FBS. Like, this is kind of ridiculous.
1: At least JMU was all fired up about a rivalry win and a rivalry game against a team that really is a rival of theirs, a team that has, they play, and has beat them in the relative history here i mean when game day came to jmu the time before last richmond beat them that day so it wasn't that super long ago so it is a rivalry it's not like they're made up rivalry with other state schools so i will give them that (laughs) william and mary is a real rival yeah and they beat the pants off them and they're pretty happy about that so what are we saying
0: your rivals are no match for you move up make odu your
1: rival cyclical man it's cyclical as soon as they do that it's not I mean, JMU, they have the state rankings, uh, whoever puts them out, and they have JMU second, and I think it's relevant. Hell, after uh, – or excuse me if we're not supposed to cuss on this podcast. Hell's, but, uh, <laughs> hell's okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> Cover your kids' ears, everyone. Uh, if um, – after last week when we lost to ODU, I was wondering if JMU was the best team in the state. Um, I'd uh, like okay. to think we came, down. we came back ahead there. I mean, they got some good players, They—they they, and they're dangerous offensively. I just – you know, if they're playing an ACC schedule, it, it'd be tough on their defense. Let's go to a little NFL. Okay, we have uh, there are big game. We didn't even we didn't even hype this up, and this was Raven Steelers. Your yeah, this team was the Yak
0: Sports team. Bowl. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I and I didn't want to hype this first one up because I really don't know what my Steelers are, <laughs> and now I do. They suck, and they don't play any defense. They're not tough nosed. I mean, we we got out everything in that game i think it was a tweet that i saw after that game it was embarrassing like the ravens were tougher than us they rushed better than us they passed better than us i i mean been through pretty well to the ravens i just don't we're just not good and i don't know why i thought we were better than this um maybe by next time we play i'll get a little more fired up and talk some more trash but i was scared of what this game could be and other than one quarter of scoring we were terrible for 3 quarters of that game
0: Le'Veon Bell, I believe, is coming back before we play you guys again.
1: I mean, that'd be nice. I, I don't think he's going to fix it all. Does he play defense? No. Does he throw the ball well?
0: But he's probably going to help your run game a little bit.
1: He'll help it some. I, I just I want to see tougher football and more than just our tight end. Like, our tight end throws people to the ground or just runs over people in these last couple games. I want to see it from uh, 11 guys on defense playing really tough. Yeah, I I haven't seen that. Not even against a, like against the Ravens. Sure, they didn't. And you, there was moments where you okay, here they're getting jacked up and you're getting ready to go. No, Ravens just end up being tougher. And even in these other games, the Steelers haven't been the tougher team in any of the games. It's embarrassing.
0: Uh-uh. I'll say this. Um, this is where my maturity has come in a little bit. Normally, I would have been, you know, if this had been, I don't know, probably even three, four years ago, I would have been texting you during the games and like, oh, eat it, Leland, blah. I'm, but I'm older now, and I'm just—I've seen too many times where that's come back to bite me. And I'll be honest, when we were up fourteen, nothing. Like I was like, "Oh, this is good," but man, it's early. Like, and so yeah. we got the fourteen-three lead. We're driving, and Alex Collins fumbles at the one, and I was like, "And so it begins." And it was <laughs> fourteen. Uh, it was fourteen-fourteen, I believe, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, because we got the two-point conversion and tied mm-hmm. it up. And so, so we did 14, nothing.
0: 14 at halftime. And going into the half, I'm texting my other friend who's a Ravens fan. And he's like, oh, I don't like where this is going. And I was like, oh no, we're definitely about to lose this in the second half. I've seen this one before. Yeah.
1: I mean, and it came out flat.
0: You came out flat. And the offense for Baltimore didn't finish any drives, but they got in field goal range. We have the best yeah. kicker and maybe the history of the league and Justin Tucker.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and he doesn't miss. And so that helps.
1: And the defense defense played really well.
0: The the defense is legit, and I will say this. um, I'm not saying this just because it's Cleveland, because Cleveland has proven to me that they're better than I thought they were. But, again, with the Baker Mayfield crowd who's sitting there going, oh, it's two games now, it's the Jets and it's the Raiders who are both not very good football teams. Baker Mayfield does it against the Ravens. I'm willing to listen because that is a legit defense.
1: I mean, they didn't beat the Raiders, but he he performed well enough to win. The referees took that away from him. But I agree, the Ravens should beat Cleveland. I don't see why they wouldn't. And they what they had the Titans after that. I mean, it looks like two more victories, and you guys are going to have like a three game lead in this division. And that I mean, Titans that's, are
0: going to be tough. But yeah,
1: that's wrapping the box up right there. Steelers have Falcons and then Bengals. Both those teams can easily beat them. Uh, I know the Falcons are coming off a loss to the Bengals. But yeah, both those teams uh, uh, right now. I have no reason to tell you why those two teams wouldn't beat the Steelers. Uh, the skins were off. I'm sure uh, every Redskins fan was happy they didn't have to to lose a football game this weekend. I swear most of my Redskins fans do take a little joy <laughs> in the bye week that they don't have to agonize through a Redskins game. And the thing I is, I think the I Redskins think are going to
0: be better this year, though. I think I people are that's selling exactly them what I'm short.
1: I think they're going to be better, but I guess I have a bunch of pessimistic Redskins fans because they've been Redskins fans, mm-hmm. so it's hard, to, <laughs> it's hard to talk them out of that. But I think they are going to be better this year, and like, who in that division is pulling I away? I was going to say, Dallas, Eagles didn't look very good.
0: No. Eagles didn't I mean, look good.
1: No, they lost. Eagles lost. Dallas won. That's with didn't Alshon do Jeffrey it. back, too. And uh, uh, the Giants. The Giants are terrible. I mean, Eli Manning's just not good. So I think they were better this week than they had been, but they're not a good team. They played the Saints the Redskins,
0: on Monday. That's going to be a good, big game.
1: I think the Redskins can win that division, but yeah, Redskins Saints could, could really probably open the America's eyes to what the skins are. So uh, we can watch for that next week. Um, anything else with the NFL worth talking about? Not really. Let's get out of here and then we'll come back and talk about these major league baseball playoffs that are gonna be awesome. <laughs> back here on the Yak Sports Podcast, we're going to talk baseball. We know, Joe, you have the great 4D Sports podcast. We've enjoyed it all summer, but we got the Yak Sports podcast to close up the season here and the playoffs here, and we're going to talk a lot about baseball here this month because Major League Baseball playoffs, you know, the season's long. People lose interest, but, man, October's great every year. It's always interesting, and I know we've complained about Kansas City. We've complained about these small market teams. It's always interesting. If you like baseball at all, it's a good show each and every night. And uh, it's good playoff. So let's talk about who's who's where and then who what do we think is going to happen?
0: OK, well, the uh, one game playoff game one sixty three happened already. Uh, both of them let's get, before the let's recording. Get into that for a second. OK, that's fine. I'm going to shut you down, but go ahead.
1: I don't understand in this position why we need one sixty three, because all the teams that were involved in playing on the Monday games are in the playoffs. So let's be big boys. Let's all realize going into the final game of the season, hey, the team with the, that better head-to-head record is going to win the division unless the win-losses take care of it on, on its own. So then on that last Sunday of the season, everybody can pour champagne over each other, even if they're tied, if they won the tiebreaker of, of winning the more games. You've played 162. You couldn't get it figured out. Just do head-to-head and get out of here if everybody's in the playoffs. Now, if it decides people being in the playoffs or not, I'm kind of fine with playing it. And it is an exciting game, and there is fun about it. But I just – it's just like they built in this one-game playoff. Why do we need another one-game playoff? Just let's get them into the one-game playoffs and go. Getting Everybody's pitching staff off. It's just tough.
0: Okay. um, Lots to unpack there, Leland. But I'll do my best. Um,
1: you rant every other
0: week. I'm ranting a little bit this week. That's fine. No, I'm not <laughs> I'm not complaining that you went on a rant. I'm just saying, I, I think of all the rants, I think this one's pretty wrong. Um, so give me a second here, because while you were going, I wanted to look up your head-to-heads and just see if this all sorted itself out. I, I
1: never looked up the heads-to-heads. And I, I
0: do know the Dodgers so. won the head-to-head series against the um, – Against the Rockies this year, winning 12 out of 7.
1: I just think head-to-head should mean something.
0: And the Cubs won 11 of 8 against the Brewers. So that, that way, according to you, the Brewers wouldn't have won today. And the Brewers are the better team right now. So the better team won today. If you're the better team, win game and 163. Can- and that team deserves then the ability to then guarantee themselves a five-game series in the NLDS rather than a one-off in the NL Wild I think the better I, team you play it out. That's what I love about baseball in a tie. Because and it's look, I'm not saying they should do this in every sport because I think in football it's dangerous to do it. So, oh yeah,
1: football you can. It's not comparable.
0: But in baseball, you have the ability to do it. Yes, it messes with pitching matchups, but you know what? If you didn't want to have your pitching matchup messed with, then just go out and win it in the regular season. Win it in one sixty two. They couldn't but but um, they beat
1: that other team head to head more games. Like that doesn't mean anything.
0: No, it doesn't.
1: I just think I think when it's a case of everybody making the playoffs, maybe that should be a factor.
0: I I think another factor here is in baseball, you don't play the same schedule as everybody else.
1: But that's why I'm saying head to head and not division record or American or, you know, league record. I'm saying head to freaking head.
0: I think head to freaking head matters more if everyone (laughs) plays the same schedule. I think if, you know, the Cubs have an easier (laughs) schedule and that's how they had as many wins as the Brewers, then then the head-to-head comes in. I don't think that's fair.
1: How much easier is it? They play the same interleague teams in the same division.
0: Yeah, but they don't play the same teams, period. Not everybody plays the same teams. I don't have a problem with the one-game No, no, no.
1: What game's different?
0: No, no, no. One I don't know. I'm not different. looking at the Brewers and the Cubs schedule, but I'm just saying but, MLB doesn't have a balanced schedule, so not everybody plays the same teams the same amount of
1: times. In the same division, they it's it's close. Maybe not the same amount of games, but it's you play the same opponents, and probably within one or two games, you're playing the same amount in the same division. You play like the AL East plays the NL East one year, and my in. in uh, In interleague. So you play the same teams. It's not that far off in in Major League Baseball. It's not the NBA where you only play the Eastern Conference half as much as you play the Western Conference. Yeah, but everybody
0: plays everybody the same amount of times in the NBA. The NFL is the same... Well, maybe it's not the same the NFL's, schedule, the, NFL's
1: the worst, NFL yeah. the worst, because the better you are one season, the better the teams you play the next season.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Um, it's my
1: opinion, let's, let's get some predictions in.
0: Okay. I, I, I just want to go on record again as saying, I love the one game playoffs, even in I this like scenario. Now, even in this scenario, because now the team that lost, Hey, you have a, you have another chance at redemption because you are one of the best teams in the national league. So just go out and win the next one. And for the Rockies, um, I'll go ahead and. Segue this perfectly into my picks. I think it's going to be bad news, Bears, because you're playing the Cubs, and I think the Cubs are better than the Rockies. I like the Chicago Cubs to win the one game playoff against Colorado.
1: I am going to take Colorado. I am going to take the Cubs in the NL Wild Card, so they're going to go on and play the Brewers in a series now, Mm -hmm. because we hadn't seen that in a while. All right, uh, in the AL Wild Card, we have. We have the Yankees and the A's, and there's some history there, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. In the Bronx. Yeah, in the Bronx. So it's not in Oakland, and Derek Jeter is not going to do some miraculous cutting off the throw from right field and backhand at home. It's not going to happen, but the Yankees are still going to win.
0: I agree. They don't need Derek
1: Jeter to beat the Oakland A's. And someday we'll get a movie, another movie, about Billy Bean crying in the stands listening to the game on the radio.
0: It's a shame. I mean, the A's have a really small payroll. The Yankees are the evil empire and look, nothing would make me happier than to watch the A's win, but th- I just don't think they're going to have enough. You you think they'd go Luis Severino. I know he hasn't been as good in the second half of the season, but still his numbers are so good. I don't know if I trust Tanaka in a big, big game. I don't know if I trust Tanaka.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't, I was looking at pitching staffs today cause I'm a little out of it on baseball this year, the most years. And I mean, I picked the Yankees to win that game, but I'm not picking them any further. No. Um, let's, let's talk about the AL real quick.
0: Okay, you want AL, to AL.
1: Let's get okay. to, let's get to our AL. Let's go through the AL until we talk, have a team in the World Series. In the AL, we have the Red Sox. Per what we both said, the Red Sox will play the Yankees, and then the Astros are playing the Indians. That's already set up. So, who do you have winning those two series?
0: I have the Astros beating the Indians in three and I have the Red Sox beating the Yankees in four.
1: I have the same teams winning. I really didn't think about how many games it would take them. Um, The Indians get tough in October, so in three seems quick. But, uh, yeah, I have Astros and Red Sox because that's the two best pitching teams in the American League.
0: Houston's better than they were last year.
1: Um, So is Boston. All right, so who do you have winning the AL?
0: I have Houston beating Boston in six.
1: I had Houston written down. I really did because I think they are good. But I went back to that Boston pitching staff, and I just think, I think they they're going to have enough pitching. I was disappointed with their September. I think every time I paid attention to what the Red Sox were doing, they weren't winning. But I think they're going to crank it up, and I think the Red Sox are going to win the AL.
0: Okay. I, I did you look at Houston's rotation?
1: Yeah, they got some good names, and I like Verlander, and I like uh, I like Garrett Cole. He's a pirate. I mean, he's always going to be a pirate for me. I like I like the rotation down there. I just think I, it's just something to tell me Boston this year. It okay. just it it we'll smells see. like other years that Boston got to the World Series, mm-hmm. and I think after they come off the Yankees, they'll be riding high.
0: And then they'll run into a buzzsaw. But anyway, maybe let's go I think National Houston, I think
1: Houston's good. I'm not talking down on Houston. I just think Red Sox are going to win it. All right, NL.
0: mm Hmm.
1: I'll go first, since you went first last time. I have the Brewers over the Braves. I like that the Braves are are back.
0: Are you? Uh, well, you're going to skip over that. Okay. Brewers play the Cubs, so you have the Brewers, Brewers beating beat the Cubs.
1: Cubs. Sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, I just messed up there. Brewers beat Cubs. I clicked on something wrong. Brewers beat the Cubs because I don't think the Cubs are that great. I know I haven't won in the wild card game, but I don't think they're that great. And I got the Dodgers beating the Braves. Am I mixed up?
0: No, the Dodgers will play the Braves.
1: Yeah, so the Dodgers play the Braves and the Brewers, Dodgers and Brewers in the NLCS. Yeah,
0: you said Brewers beat the Braves the first time.
1: Yeah, I'm a So up. I thought I thought
0: you were giving us your NLCS. That's my NLCS, so that I'll give away my NLDS. Um, I think uh, I think the Brewers will beat the Cubs. I think that goes five game series. I think it's a great series. Um, and I will take the Braves to beat the Dodgers also in five. Ooh. I think the Atlanta Braves are a really good young baseball team. I just have not seen Clayton Kershaw. I know the past couple times he's kind of right of the ship, but I I don't know. It's a he's a hard guy to trust in the postseason sometimes. He just him and David Price on the other side for Boston. Just It's something about October. They just do not pitch well sometimes in October. And if the Braves steal a Clayton Kershaw game, I don't see the Braves losing that series. The Braves also have a good pitching staff, and that team is young and talented. And I think the Braves are the team to look at in the future. I know everyone, the the hot pick is Philadelphia right now. And look, if Philadelphia gets Manny and Bryce, then okay. But if they only get one of those guys, then I still think Atlanta, with all the young talent they have, is a very dangerous baseball team for years Plural to come.
1: I do like what the Braves are doing. I just don't think they're there yet. I think they're a little ahead of schedule during the regular season when they were doing well during the regular season. I just don't think they're there yet. I think they fall to the Dodgers. Uh, so Dodgers and Brewers uh, play in there for the NLCS. And I got the Brewers or wait a minute. No, I don't. I click on yours. Yeah. <laughs> I on got the own. Dodgers. I got the Dodgers winning. Um, I can just read something and convince myself that's what I what I picked. No, I got the Dodgers. Uh, my original picks was Houston and the Dodgers in the final, but it was like last year, so I rethought everything and started looking at pitching staffs. I got the Dodgers back in there. Um, I think your boy being there is going to help him. I know he hasn't been a huge impact during the regular season, but I think he's going to get it going here in the playoffs. I think he's going to like light the lights. Um, he played pretty well in the playoffs there when the Orioles were in it. So I think he's going to get back to that form. And so I got he Red okay. Sox, Dodgers.
0: He was okay. Uh, nobody was really good uh, offensively I for the Orioles. He your
1: favorite team, so he probably was terrible. Well, you know, okay, just, you uh, go look up the numbers. Go look up in. the
0: numbers in the playoffs. Nobody was good in the Orioles in the playoffs offensively.
1: <laughs> who do you got in the World Series?
0: Uh, I'm going to take the Brewers to beat the Braves in seven. I think that's going to be a really good series as well. I think the National League is going to be tight all the way through. Um, so I'll have the Brewers and the Astros. You have the Red Sox and Dodgers. So we have four different teams. It's, awesome. it's fun. Um, are, yeah, in the World Series. So none of ours are the same, which is going to be interesting to see how yeah. it plays out. So you have Boston, L.A. Who wins?
1: I think it's really interesting because – wasn't this the big trade like four years ago between Boston and mm-hmm. uh LA? I think it's kinda coming to fruition on who's gotten better from that. I mean, not all the players are sitting there as think, big of roles, but I don't know if any of the it?
0: players are, but yeah.
1: Yeah, it might not be. And but uh I got the Dodgers. I thought they were gonna win it last year, and I was really happy Verlander got his got it last year, and I was happy for Houston. But uh I just feel like the Dodgers kind of been sitting there and uh I think I'd like to see him win it and uh, my Red Sox fans will hate me, but that's fine. I, I like the Dodgers. And that you know what? Boston, L.A. World Series is exactly what Major League Baseball wants. They want their uh, later, Lakers-Celtics version here in baseball.
0: <laughs> I think New York, L.A. would be better for Major League Baseball. Oh, they
1: want New York in there as much as they can, but they'll take Boston. We'll take Dod-
0: Boston. Uh, yeah. yeah, Major League Baseball is not rooting for my World Series of Houston-Milwaukee. <laughs>
1: They're gonna close up shop. They they could kick that over to FS1 if that happens.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but um, I I actually think that this year is gonna be Houston again. I think they repeat. I think they beat yeah. the Brewers in six uh, again. I just think the Astros are better than they were last year. I think Milwaukee is the best team in the National League. Christian Yelich is gonna have a big postseason. Uh, and on the other side, I think you just there's too many weapons in that offense for Houston. Uh, you have Jose Altuve, you know Alex Bregman. These are guys; these are household names now uh, out of the Houston organization. Who've who've built their program the right way? I mean, they didn't go out and sign yeah. a bunch of people. They they did it through the draft and smart scouting, uh, something the Orioles should take notes on. But <laughs> you know, and their pitching staff, Justin Verlander has reinvented himself there in Houston, which is great to see. They still have you know other pitchers. Dallas Keuchel still very good as well. So i think the astros bring it home again
1: uh, i like houston and 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 i I wouldn't upset me and i like verlander i'm a really big verlander fan
0: which is not very common in baseball these days as a repeat champion
1: no no it would be fun uh circling back to the front so you got the dodgers and uh i got the dodgers you got the astros with that let's go to our last block we'll be back
0: Okay, and we're back now with the final block. Leland, uh, let's talk about what's dominating your life.
1: Dominate my life. You know, I'm going to stick to this baseball. I've been paying more attention these last two weeks, just going into the playoffs, getting excited. And two names that were really relevant for baseball growing up here you know, as in a college student and whatnot, Mauer and Wright. And I have my brother-in-law, who's a big Mets fan because he lived in Virginia Beach, saw David Wright play as a Tide, My other buddy, um, he's a big David Wright fan. He had seen him play as a Tide. So they're big David Wright fans. It was a great moment Saturday night. David Wright came out on the field. His daughter threw out the first pitch. It was a good moment that really only baseball can recreate. You know, that first pitch moment, you see so many good ones in All-Star games and World Series or after tragedies like we've talked about at 9-11, and you see these first pitches that, like, really can bring emotion. And uh, you saw that Saturday in New York when David Wright threw out – a daughter throughout the last pitch and it was his last game and he battled surgery, but he was the captain of that team for so long, a lot of credit to him. And then Joe Maurer in Minnesota, it kind of threw me off. I didn't realize that's where we were with Joe Maurer, but uh, I realized I hadn't heard about him for a while, but he came out full catcher's outfit, got to play, start the game at catcher, which he hadn't done for years. Um, but had the first pitch and all that. And uh, the fans were getting really uh, emotional there because he's a, min- a Minneapolis guy from the area played his entire career there. You got to feel good for those guys. And, and, uh, you know, you talked last week about Adam Jones leaving Baltimore. These are, you know, career guys in those towns and you have to tip your hat to them. And in the same way, you know, as I hate to admit it, you know, you respect Jeter a couple years ago when, when he's retiring, you know, he played his whole career there, played his heart out, gave it his all. He didn't play for a team I liked. At least these guys, I, there was times I rooted for him because I might've had him on my fantasy team or something, but they were good guys, so it was good to see catch it on Twitter. I'll put the links out, but those were cool. two good moments in baseball this past weekend.
0: No, I agree. I, it's very rare to see a player play his whole career in one place. Um, yeah, David Wright was really cool. Uh, you know, I didn't see the Joe Mauer stuff, but I saw the highlights of the David Wright stuff. and that was really cool to see. And um, especially in a big market like New York, to be able to survive your whole career there yeah, and seriously. have have a good career is really something special. Um, yeah. And Adam Jones for the Orioles played his last game as an Oriole, I believe. Um, you know, uh, although was he, who knows? he was, uh, and who knows what the Orioles will do. I mean, maybe they will bring him back for fun. I don't know. There's really no reason <laughs> for him to be here as much as I love what he did here. And, you know, that was a really great moment in Camden yards. The only disappointing thing was there was, you know, 20 people in attendance to see it, but
1: yeah, that's a shame. Uh,
0: you know, yes, it would have been cool if more fans were there, but I'm not the guy who's going to tell people they should show up. Uh, When a team is that bad, the worst team the franchise has ever had. I I have a hard time telling people to spend their money there. I didn't go to a single game there this year just because I I didn't see the point. I didn't see the point in driving all the way to Baltimore, spending 40 bucks on tickets to get in the park, plus whatever I want to, you know, if I get hungry or thirsty at the game and and then just sit there for three hours, watch them get killed and then drive back. It's it's an entire day for a team that is just major league by rule only
1: you're so negative <laughs> what's, what's dominating your life joe <laughs>
0: what's been dominating my life and this is, this is something very, positive
1: is this something happy it is yeah
0: <laughs> well i i like it um <laughs> so i have a wide range in taste of music um there are some things i just i don't get and i don't get into but um you know other than that i like a little bit of everything and there's three pandora stations i'm going to drop on you that have I've just been cycling between. Whenever I get an ad, I hit the backspace and go to a different station um, (laughs) to avoid listening to an ad out of principle. But um,
1: (laughs) The the principle of paying for something. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's a scam. (laughs)
0: Um, And none of them, I would say, are popular. Uh, So if you're looking for a new type of music to listen to, give these a shot. Um, I, I listen to Trample by Turtles Radio, which is a bluegrass band. So it's a bluegrass station. Um, If you like bluegrass, it's a really good station. Uh, Another artist or group to add as soon as you create that station would be the Steel Drivers. Uh, Really, really good band. Uh, Chris Stapleton actually used to be the lead singer of that band. He left. They got another guy who sounds exactly like Chris Stapleton, so you're not going to be able to tell the difference. Um, I'm
1: going going in a month, so I'm happy about that.
0: Yeah, that'll be really cool. That's going to
1: dominate my life in a month.
0: Okay. Well, (laughs) I, I love the Trample by Turtles bluegrass station. Uh, number two is going to be a bit of a wild card. I don't think Leland's going to know this about me. Uh, I actually really like Irish music. So the High Kings radio station on Pandora, I actually saw them they on St. Patrick's Day, Leland. These are This is a real Irish band. It was pretty popular in Ireland. We're somehow at JMU on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs>
1: wow. And so
0: we went to see them in, in Harrisonburg on St. Patrick's Day. They're really good, great harmonies, yeah. um, really great vocals. It's about four guys. Uh, it is four guys, uh, and they, they sing, uh, wonderfully. And then, um, if you, if you're looking on YouTube, some recommendations I would give you is Galway girl, the parting glass, and, uh, let's see, what else do I want to give you? Oh, Oh, Maggie, those three songs you should listen to if you're wanting an introduction into the high Kings. And then the third station is a group called the lucky chops.
1: Do we not have four now? Hmm. You had still, you had. You had uh, no
0: steel drivers were tra- put on my trampled by turtles.
1: They're on that station. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha.
0: Yeah, right. and my third one is going to be the Lucky Chops. It's a uh, DC, New York City, excuse me, subway band. Uh, you might have heard uh, one of their spinoff groups. Who actually? I think like some when of the Jimmy people. Jimmy
1: Fallon goes in the subway with Miley Cyrus. Is that what this is?
0: I don't know. Maybe I haven't <laughs> seen that. But um, this group also has some members in a group called Too Many Zoos, and they played a very popular Verizon commercial, I believe uh, instrumental. Um, but lucky chops, I, I like marching bands and this is pretty close to marching band ish. Um, I mean, it's not, but it, it's kind of cool. Uh, and then I've, I've actually discovered a lot of new groups in that station. So they do a lot of covers. So if you're looking for something like an instrumental version with brass and maybe a saxophone or something thrown in there for fun, uh, lucky chops, Pandora.
1: Cool. I haven't, two of those I hadn't heard of, so I'll give them a try. I'll, 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 I'll take your advice, but I do want to know what you know that I don't know.
0: The Fort Defiance marching band cleaned up this weekend.
1: I do know that. So you didn't tell me anything, but I know, but visitors, I tell everybody else.
0: The other one was negative, And so I wanted to be positive today. <laughs> <laughs> this is positive, Joe. Uh, Fort Defiance totally cleaned up in a marching, uh, band competition. They really just really yeah, it impressive Leland. I, I, I know you and I, you know, we talk about it and Chip gets a little rolls his eyes whenever we talk about it, but we genuinely do appreciate marching bands. Yeah. And uh, Fort Defiance, really, really good. Probably, again, I haven't seen them, so I can't say for sure, but uh, maybe the best marching band in Augusta County. Uh, I just want to pull this up here so I don't get what was first and what was second wrong.
1: Well, while you're pulling it up, I'll say, yeah, me too. I'm, I always respect the marching bands. I, we really watch it. When we're doing the radio, we pay attention to what the marching band's doing at halftime, even though usually we're talking during that time. But uh, Fort's a very good marching band. I'm, I'm tight with a lot of people in that band and uh, the pipeline for that band. Uh, but uh, back when I was in band uh, in high school, Fort was the best, and there really wasn't a debate about it. Now you have good bands from Wilson and Lee, and other people started stepping up their game drafts pretty good. So it's, the, the area has gotten really good. Some of the smaller schools still are low on numbers, but it's it's good to have the good bands in this area because when you go to some of these southern, southwest Virginia schools and even central Virginia schools, the bands aren't as good as, as, you know, some of the core schools that we have here. So it is really good. Yeah,
0: they were first place drum major, second place percussion, first place color guard, second in marching and maneuvering, second in music, second in general effect, and second place in their class, which... Um, looking at the band, I would guess it's a pretty small class. It doesn't look like too many people there in the band at four, but they do apparently have a really good sound, which is good. And and you're right. uh, Some of these other schools that we haven't mentioned, like Wilson and Lee, I think we would throw in there. It's not that they're bad. It's just they have small numbers. And when you have small numbers, that's the thing. Like your mistakes are more noticeable because there's fewer people. Um, Look, I played in a marching band that was one of the biggest sizes in the state um, in terms of marching bands. We had over 100 people my senior year in the band, so I made plenty of mistakes, but they were covered up by everybody else who was much better than me. Um, And I was pretty good at marching. I just wasn't good at the whole marching and playing at the same time. Um, But
1: (laughs) what I know that you guys might not know is my opinion, at least, that the Green Bay uniforms that they wore yesterday, I don't know why they do it. They're ugly. They don't look like Green Bay, at least like with some of these, like the Falcons wore throwbacks yesterday. They, it was the Falcons. I don't get the blue and the yellow that the green Bay Packers are wearing. And I don't know who we're playing to. Cause like even the oldest school guys, I don't think get fired up about it. Like just green Bay's look is solid and classic and good. Just, just wear that thing. Just wear that green Jersey at home. It looks good. Wear it.
0: I don't have a strong opinion. Uh, the only strong opinion I'd have based on last week was Detroit's uniforms, which I hated
1: the gray ones. I hated them. Oh, I thought they looked all right. I don't mind the modern look and the uniforms. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't like Green Bay's, but I'm told I'm wrong about uniform stuff all the time. I thought you'd have a bigger opinion since yeah. I've heard your opinion on every major No, I usually do. Uniforms. Yeah, there's yeah.
0: usually a lot of uniforms that have a strong opinion either way. But this one, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm used to it. I'm I'm used to that being my like throwback.
1: And, and the Steelers, they... Your Steelers those, like, have a
0: much hideous...
1: Those bumblebee things are the worst things I've ever seen. So, I mean, at least Green Bay's are better than that. But, yeah, that was my opinion about Green Bay. We'll post the link to that. Uh, We'll post the link to a lot of stuff. Uh, We'll retweet Patrick Height's tweet about the marching band at Fort and uh, some of our other recommendations on what's dominating our life. Uh, We're still looking for mascots from you guys. Uh, There's been some cool pictures around, but I want to get more from uh, people out there listening. Just send a picture of y'all's mascots. Even if you have to Google it and send us a link to something, if you're not at a game to be able to send it, send us something our way. We want to look at them. We want to talk about them next week in this time period. So, uh, do that also get out to some volleyball this week there's some great games early in the week and uh and the the season's wrapping up there you know they they have this month and then they go into playoffs just like football does um a lot to play for the valley district's loaded with spotswood being a really good team uh we've always been talking about fort and rockbridge who play uh tuesday night here and you know those teams but also in the in the Shenandoah district east rock Wilson, Riverhead's, all three of those teams look to go deep into the playoffs. So get out to some volleyball, take a picture of your mascots, and subscribe and listen next week. Joe, it's been good talking to you this week.
0: Yeah, it's been and, good talking to you, man.
1: And we'll be back next week and we'll talk some more trash to each other and hopefully I'll, I'll get something to cheer Joe up next week. That's my new goal for this week is just to talk about a topic that he will respond positively to. Mm,
0: best of luck. I would I would enjoy that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> good luck. Thanks for listening. See you next week.
0: You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.